And let's start with prayer requests. I was just looking through the list here. Does anybody have any prayer requests? Yes. The Snow family? Stokes? And what was that again for? Lost their father? Marina's back there sporting her, sporting her Alabama. <laughs> Roll Tide. Gloria. Say again. Sorry. Yeah, next year. Okay. That was Atlanta. Yes, ma'am. That was the Deal family? Veal. You're probably getting the idea that I need hearing aids, but. Brent? Sorry. Lindsay. Lynn Lee. Yes. See, I tell you. Um, we prayed for this family before, but um, this is a colleague of mine that had pancreatic cancer since mm, Yeah. Um, recent news is basically the cancer is not decreasing and surgery is not going to be So they have been for the year. Okay. Yeah, that's a brutal cancer. Sean? Okay, that's good. Anybody else? Going once, going twice? Okay, let's go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for uh, the time that we're going to have tonight to be able to study your word. And Father, we're thankful that we can approach you with, uh, with our, our petitions, with our prayers, that, uh, that we know that you will, will hear them and that you will answer them. 
Father, we have a number here this evening that we'd like to, to bring before you, Father, for the, the Stokes family. Uh, we just pray that you'll be with, with them as uh, they've, they've lost a loved one. Uh, please be with them and, and comfort them. Uh, and with Karina, she, she comforts them also. Father, for the Allen family, we just pray for them uh, as, as, uh, as they've lost uh, their, their father, their, one of the elders there in Atlanta. We just pray that you'll be with that family and, and comfort them. Now, Father, for the Veal family who, who lost their matriarch uh, this week, we just pray for them also. And for the, the son who had heart surgery and has had other uh, things come up during that surgery, we just pray that you'll, you'll be with him and strengthen his body, uh, help him to, to make a quick recovery. Uh, but, but again, be with that family as they, they mourn the loss. And Father, for the, the Lindley family and, and uh, the one with pancreatic cancer there, uh, we just pray that you'll, you'll be with them and, and uh, help them through this difficult time, comfort them, uh, ease their, their pain as they go through this. And uh, Father, we just again pray that you'll, you'll be with them and comfort them. And Father, we're, we're thankful that Sean's mother is doing better. and We just pray that you'll continue to be with her and uh, help her to, to get back to her full strength. Father, again, we thank you for for hearing our prayers, for answering them. And we thank you for this opportunity to, to, to get together and to learn more about your word. Father, we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So maybe this is a sign when I have to ask everybody to repeat that my hearing's not as... It's always been bad when it's been a loud, you know cafeterias and that sort of thing, but uh, now when it's perfectly quiet and people are talking, I can't hear. That's a problem. Okay, so as you can see, we're going to start talking about the book of Nehemiah tonight, and I won't repeat Steve's joke about the shortest person in the Bible, but it was... Nehemiah. I don't make them up. I just. <laughs> so we are going to start talking about Nehemiah, but we will probably not touch the book of Nehemiah tonight. Uh, I wanted to set the stage with the history of, uh, of Nehemiah and getting into that. And the more I got into that, the, 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 the broader my, my, uh, my look went. <clears throat> and so we're going to spend quite a bit of time to, uh, talking about the, the history leading up to Nehemiah tonight. Uh, I've, history, literature was never one of those things for me that I had a lot of interest in. If it was technical, you got me. But if it was something else, no. And I, I think fortunately, as I've gotten older, maybe I've gotten a little more well-rounded. And so history's got a little more interest to me. Uh, but as I went through this, and you know, you, we've probably all at some point done the read through the Bible in a year thing, right? And so they got the plan, and you start reading, and you, and you read. So you got to read a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New Testament each night. You go through and you do that. And you can really just end up reading and not really 
digesting by doing it that way. But you, you get through and you, you, you get to read through it. And you get exposed to everything, but you're not really digesting it. And so, and I've done that. But to go back and look at this, this history and to look at, and you know, I know that God is involved all through our history. So when I say the weaving of God and his people into history, well, that's gone on since the beginning of time, right? Uh, but to go through and uh, read what's here in terms of history, but to know, okay, this is God's people. But you can go to other books. You can go to the extra biblical resources and, and, and read about these kings and these things that went on. And you can go and look at archaeology and you can see, find these things. Uh, there's just something about going through that and then some of the other stuff that we'll talk about tonight of, man, this is, this is really impressive if you really think about it. So I hope to get that across tonight as, as we go through. Uh, it was, it's certainly been interesting to me to actually go through and, and kind of put it down. So we're going to study Nehemiah, but first some history. Okay, 40 minutes of history. And we're going to start with Jeremiah. Maybe. Maybe. No. Where'd it go? Okay, there's some history and more history, but you're not getting the words. We'll fix that. Okay, maybe I'll be uh, talking from up here. Maybe my version of PowerPoint is different than this one. It just doesn't show. But I know it's there because it's here. All right. Well, we're going to go through it that way. You won't get to see my nice progression. You'll end up seeing it all at one time, but that's okay. Just don't read what? Uh, I, well, it was, wasn't it? I had it in presentation mode, but then when I went to click, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do the cycling through. Okay, so we're going to start in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1. See, not even Joe can fix it. I was on uh, 2. So we're going to start with <laughs> Jeremiah. Really? <laughs> so, well, well, thanks for like this. This may be a uh, uh, a well. So this may be a, a Mac PowerPoint versus Windows PowerPoint, and it may be a version of PowerPoint versus this version. I don't know, but anyway, uh, we'll 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 deal with what we have. So Jeremiah one. We're going to start with Jeremiah. We're going to read a lot of scripture tonight, not too much bouncing around, uh, just between a couple of, of books, but uh, we're going to start in Jeremiah. And the first set of uh, verses I have 
up there. Uh, it says, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the exile of, uh, exile of Jerusalem in the fifth month. So Jeremiah gets the word of the Lord, starting when, he was, uh, when Josiah was king, and then going all the way down through when Zedekiah. Now Zedekiah wasn't really the son of Josiah. He was more like the grandson, or I forget how many there was there, but anyway. Uh, so Josiah worked, and his ministry was somewhere in the 626 to 585 B.C. Now, don't quote me on these numbers, people's years and calendars. And, I, you know, I don't know why they didn't use the Roman calendar like we do back then. Uh, <laughs> probably because it went around. But anyway, um, because of all that and the, the calendars and the years and, and when, when they... Uh, started their years and that sort of thing. So you might be off a year or so, but it's in that rough range there. And those dates will come in as, as we go, go further. Uh, so, so Jeremiah gets the word of the Lord during this time. So we're going to read some specific portions here. And I'm going to go to my New American Standard because that's what I did most of the stuff in. So Jeremiah 25 then... Uh, verses 1 through 14. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. That was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, which Jeremiah the prophet spoke to all the people of Judah and to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, From the thirteenth year of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, even to this day, these 23 years, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again, but you have not listened. And the Lord has sent to you all his servants, the prophets, again and again, but you have not listened nor inclined your ear to hear, saying, Turn now away from his, uh, his turn now, everyone, from his evil way and from the evil of your deeds, and dwell in the land which the Lord has given to you and your forefathers. Uh, forever and ever. And do not go after other gods to serve them and to worship them. And do not pr provoke me to anger with the wor uh, work of your hands, and I will do you no harm. Yet you have not listened to me, declares the Lord, in order that you might provoke me to anger with the work of your hands to, uh, to your own harm. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not obeyed my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, declares the Lord, and I will send to Nebuchadnezzar, king of, uh, king of Babylon, my servant, and I will bring them against this land and against its inhabitants and against all these nations round about. And I will utterly destroy them and make them a, a horror and a hissing and an everlasting desolation. Moreover, I will take from them the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. This whole land will be desolate and a horror, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. 
Then, I will, uh, then it will be when 70 years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, declares the Lord, for their iniquity and the land and the land of the Chaldeans, and I will make it an everlasting desolation. I will bring upon that land all my words which I have pronounced against it, all that is written in this book which Jeremiah has prophesied against all the nations. Uh, for many nations and great kings will make slaves of them, even them, and I will recompense them according to their deeds and according to the works of their hands. So Jeremiah is telling, uh, telling Judah, look, I've been telling you this stuff for 20-some years. You've had the prophets and you've had other folks come and tell you you're not listening. God's going to uh, send Nebuchadnezzar. And so I put up there, the word of the Lord has come to me, but you have not listened. So this is the beginning of, uh, essentially the beginning of the end of Judah as it was then and, and going into to exile. Jeremiah 20, uh, 27, if I can get there. So back with the first, is the thing last up there? Yeah, you can see it. So, uh, Jehoiakim, we just talked about Jehoiakim. Now we're going to read about Zedekiah. In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord to me, Make for yourself bonds and yokes and put them on your neck, and send word to the king of Edom, to the king of Moab, to the king of the sons of Ammon. To the king of Tyre and to the king of Sidon by the messengers who came to Jerusalem uh, to Zedekiah, king of Judah. Command them to go to their master, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to your masters, I have made the earth, the men and the beasts which are on the face of the earth, and by my great power and by my outstretched arm, and I will give it to the one who is pleasing in my sight. Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant. And I have given, them all, given him also the wild animals of the field to serve him. All the nations shall serve him and his son and his grandson until the time of his own land comes. Then many nations and great kings will make, their, make him their servant. So this is another one to this time Zedekiah talking about uh, Nebuchadnezzar coming. And the, and we'll see this as we get to the end of, of tonight, but uh, the quote I have up there, I will give it to the one who is pleasing in my sight. God's going to do this. He's going to be in control, uh, and he's going to be giving the land to who he decides. And if, Judah, you're not doing the right thing, you're not listening, then there's a consequence to that. And then later on in, uh, there in 27, starting in verse 16, this is Jeremiah speaking, Then I spoke to the priests and to all his people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesy to you, saying, Behold, the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought again from Babylon, for they are prophesying a lie to you. Do not, lie to, uh, do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city become a ruin? But if you are prophets, but if they are prophets and if the word of the Lord is in them, 
Let them now entreat the Lord of hosts that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in which the house of the uh, king of Judah and in, in the house of the king of Judah and in Jerusalem may not go to Babylon. Uh, where am I going? For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the stands, and concerning the rest of the vessels that are in, left in the city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take when he carried into exile Jokaniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, uh, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that are left in the house of the Lord, and in the house of the king of Judah, and in Jerusalem. They will be carried to Babylon, and they will be there until the day I visit them, declares the Lord. Then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. So we'll see this a little bit later, but Nebuchadnezzar actually comes uh, into Judah three times. So the first one was uh, with Jehoiakim. Zedekiah is actually the last one. So he's talking here to the folks when Zedekiah is still there of, okay, if your prophets are coming to you and saying, so, so Nebuchadnezzar came the first time. He, he took some folks back uh, into Babylon. He took some of the things from the temple back uh, with them, but he didn't take everything. And so here what you have are some of the prophets, so-called prophets saying, oh, he's not going to, the stuff that's up there, it's going to be coming back soon. Uh, and, and through Jeremiah, the Lord saying, no, they're all going to go back. <laughs> they're all going to be taken up to, to, uh, to Babylon. And then they're going to come back when I'm ready, God says, when I'm ready for them to come back. And then lastly, make sure I have time to read all these. In chapter 29... Starting verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I've sent, who I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them, and plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and become the fathers of, fathers of sons and daughters, and take wives of your own sons and give your daughters to, to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you, have, you will have welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets who are in the midst of, who are in your midst and your diviners deceive you and do not listen to the, dream, the dreams which they dream for they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you. One of the famous verses that we, we quote. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you, an, give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, and I will come and, and you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. 
and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. So here God is saying, you're going to be living in this land. So he said 70 years. Basically, make yourself at home. Mary. Now he's not saying intermarry with the folks that are around you, but you know, he, he doesn't want them to go up there and just woe is me and, and not do anything. You're going to be there a while. Make the best of it. Grow. Don't decrease. Uh, just, you know, keep going. And then I'm going to bring you back. So it's all laid out for them uh, if, if they're listening and if they're, and if they're believing. So that's some history. Now a little more history. It's all really. So you get, that's the, the, the prophecies in, in Jeremiah. Second Kings and Second Chronicles gets to these particular uh, times in history as they're recorded there. So if we go to Second Kings 24... So this gets back to those first kings, uh, verses 1 through 4. In, the days of, in, in his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up, uh, and Jehoiakim became his servant for three years. Then he turned and rebelled against him. The Lord sent against him bands of Chaldeans, bands of Arme- Arameans, bands of Moabites, and bands of Ammonites. So he sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord which he had spoken through his servants, uh, servants and prophets. Surely at the command of the Lord it came upon Judah to remove them from his sight because of the sins of Manasseh according to all that he had done, and also for the innocent blood which he, he shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord did not forgive. So this is Jehoiakim. So this is the first time that Nebuchadnezzar comes in. Uh, makes, in this case, says it makes Jehoiakim his servant. Uh, so I have up there, uh, sent them against Judah to destroy, again, according to the word of the Lord, uh, and spoken through a servant. So, again, I told them this was going to happen. This is happening. Second uh, Kings 24, going down to uh, verse 12, Uh, Jehoiachin, so Jehoiakim, trying to remember the sequence, Josiah, uh, Jehoiakim was his son. Uh, He got disposed, he was actually removed, I think, by the Egyptian pharaoh. And Josiah's other son became king. And he had another name, I don't remember what it was, but, but he was renamed Jehoiachin. Uh, and all that's probably in the Second Chronicles part we'll read. So Jehoiachin, the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon. Uh, he and his mother and his servants and his captains and his officials. So the king of Babylon took him captive in the eighth year of his reign. He carried out from, uh, he carried out from there all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. And cut in pieces all the vessels of gold which Solomon, king of Israel, had made uh, in the temple of the Lord, just as the Lord had said. Then he led away into exile all Jerusalem and all the captains and all the mighty men of valor, 
uh, 10,000 captives, and all the craftsmen and, and the smiths. None remained except the poorest people of the land. So they don't carry everybody out. They carry kind of the key folks, the, the, the rulers, uh, the craftsmen, and the smiths. I guess they left the Joneses, sorry. <laughs> and they leave the poorest people in the, in the land. So that's Jehoiachin. And then the, the last one is, uh, we'll talk about is, Jeho- is uh, Zedekiah. In 25, starting in verse 8. Now in the seventh day of the fifth month, which was the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, uh, Nebuzaradan, Nebuzaradan, the king of the guard, the servant of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord, the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Every, uh, even every great house he burned with fire. So all the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard, broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Then the rest of the people who were left in the city and the deserters who had deserted to the king of Babylon and the rest of the people, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, uh, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away into exile. But the captain of the guard left some of the poorest of the, of the land to be vine dressers and plowmen. So again, they took a lot of people up, they didn't take them all, they just left the... Uh, the, the poorest folks there. Now the bronze pillars which were in the house of the Lord and the stands of the bronze sea which were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried uh, the bronze to Babylon. They took away the pots and the shovels, the snuffers, the spoons, and all the bronze vessels which were used in temple service. The captain of the guard also took away the fire pans and basins with a fine gold and with uh, what was fine silver. Uh, the two pillars, the one sea, and the stands which Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all the ve- these vessels was beyond weight. The height of the one pillar was 18 cubits, and a bronze capital was on it. The height of the capital was three cubits, with a network of network and uh, with a network and pomegranates on the capital all around, all of bronze. And the uh, second pillar was like these, uh, with network. So I read that to say, so the first time when they carried, they carried some of the, these vessels and all off, but they didn't carry everything. Remember, uh, we read about Jeremiah saying, don't believe your prophets that are saying those things are going to come back and these other things are not going to get carried out wrong. They're all going to get carried off. And so here they are, they're all getting carried off uh, at the time of Zedekiah. And then uh, 21 and really the last half of it. So Judah was led away into exile from its land. So, so Second Kings goes through, and, and we'll do it in Second Chronicles, goes through these different kings and when Nebuchadnezzar's coming in and the stuff that's getting carried off. And so the thing that's, that's fascinating to me, interesting to me, is again, this interweaving of God's people in, in the midst of if we just went and read a history book, our history, uh, it's just, you know, it's kind of fascinating to me. Uh, Second Chronicles, I don't know that I will read all the way through that in, in the, uh, given the amount of time, but 
So the very end of, of uh, 2 Chronicles 36, 5 through 22, you see the same thing. Uh, talks about the Josiah, uh, Jehoiakim, and when Nebuchadnezzar comes in. And then uh, Jehoiachin. See, this is where the... Okay, so I had it backwards. So uh, Josiah reigns. Uh, the king of Egypt, Jehoahaz, became king after jo- Josiah. Yeah, jo- Jehoahaz comes in, reigns for three months. The king of Egypt came in and deposed him uh, and put Eliakim, his brother, Josiah's other son, in, in, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. So he was the first one. So anyway, um, same, same story through with Jehoi- Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, uh, and then Zedekiah. And at the very end... Well, I'll just I'll read the, the, the ones that are up there, kind of highlighting it. So it talks about uh, Judah being carried away to Babylon uh, until the, the rule of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah. Remember, Jeremiah talked about uh, the 70 years uh, Persia was going to come in, uh, the, the last one here, to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. So uh, you've got Nebuchadnezzar, and there are a couple of, uh, couple of kings in there that were, uh, well, these are the kings of, of Israel, uh, of Judah. A couple of kings, that uh, Babylonian kings, and then Cyrus comes in, and we'll see, see that in a little bit also. So these are the kings that we've talked about with in, in Judah. Won't go over them, but... Josiah was the start. It was uh, his son when, uh, after Jehoahaz comes in to Jehoiakim, and when Nebuchadnezzar comes in, uh, Josiah, if you remember, was eight years old when he became king. But he managed to do well in the sight of the Lord, and so he lasted 31 years. Uh, As opposed to Jehoiachin, who was eight years old when he started. He lasted three months and ten days. And it says he did evil in the sight of the Lord. How are you eight years old <laughs> and you have yourself recorded as being doing evil in the sight of the Lord? I mean, that, you know, that's... I think that really says something. And then Zedekiah, he, he reigned a little bit longer, uh, but he also did evil in the sight of the Lord. And and actually rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, which kind of what brought on some of the stuff. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar coming and, and taking over. Uh, so, so there are actually three uh, periods in here between uh, times with these different kings. The first one being 604 and 597 and 586. Uh, so there are actually multiple exiles going on at Judah at different times. 
and those are the, the, the three times. In 586 with Zedekiah, that was, that was it. That's when they came in and they destroyed the temple, destroyed the walls, um, and that will eventually lead into where we're going to go with, with Nehemiah. Okay, Daniel. So the only one we're talking about is Daniel. Because Farron did this several, uh, well, two quarters ago. So Daniel, starting in a, a, a verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, remember that name? Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Uh, the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, and uh, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of, of Shinar, to the house of, the, of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury uh, of his God. So this is the beginning of the book of Daniel talking about this very first time that Nebuchadnezzar came into uh, to Judah, which was in, in 604. Right after this, uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and uh, Azariah get carried off into exile. So they're some of the first ones that, that get carried off into exile. And if you remember their names, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and as I understand it, maybe somebody can, can either verify or, or not. So I understand that Hananiah was Daniel's brother. I don't know if anybody is. I, I came across that. But anyway, uh, so they get carried off uh, as part of the first group that gets off into exile. Uh, Daniel 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 21 uh, and Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. Now Cyrus was the one, again, the, the uh, Persian king that comes in after the 70 years. And so Daniel is there for the whole time. And he's, he's, uh, uh, he's there at the beginning with the first exile. He's there at the end, which leads to uh, Daniel chapter 9, verses 2 and 3. In the first year of his reign, and, and his reign was, was Darius, I, Daniel, observed in the books of the number, uh, book in the books, the number of the years which he revealed uh, as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah, the prophet, for the completion of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So I gave my attention to the Lord God. So Daniel comes, is looking in the books, he comes across uh, these numbers of years and realizes, hey, 70 years are up. Uh, it talks about he gave his attention to the Lord and right after that he went into a, a prayer. But, uh, so Daniel is part of all this also, of, uh, of being at the same time of when the, the, the first exile starts, being there as part of the other exiles, although not necessarily mentioned here, and then being there when the 70 years are up and Cyrus comes. So again, the, the history of all of these books of the Bible that come together, uh, and, and again, you can, you can go off and you can study history and you can see the names of most of these kings. So the kings of Babylon, we talked about the kings of, um, of Judah. <clears throat> kings of Babylon, we got Nebuchadnezzar. So if you remember Daniel, uh, Belshazzar, 
uh, was, in, in, uh, was the king in Daniel 5 when uh, the writing on the wall and, uh, and then at the end of Daniel 5, uh, Belshazzar is taken out and Darius the Mede uh, takes over. Uh, Cyrus comes in around 536. There are other kings between Cyrus and then when we start to get in, when we do start to get into Nehemiah, uh, you'll hear about Xerxes, Artaxerxes, and, uh, and another Darius. Now this, this Darius down here is not related to the Darius up there. One's a, a Mede and one's a Persian. And also, so uh, Esther, the book of Esther, you read that, talks about King Xerxes. So that's the time of, of, of Esther. And then uh, the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, when they come in, Artaxerxes is the king, uh, king of Persia. Uh, the book of Esther, ha or the book of Ezra, has a, a quite a bit of history at the beginning of it before it ever gets to Ezra coming, uh, coming back to, uh, to Jerusalem. So there's, uh, you'll, you'll see even in uh, Ezra some talk of Cyrus and Xerxes, but uh, Ezra was really there when Artaxerxes was king. Okay, I'm about done. So, again, the, the, these returns, this would have been so nice when it came in at different times, but it's just not working. Um, so there were these three, three returns, just as there were three um, exiles, three times when they went off into exile, uh, there were three returns. So the first one was in 538 as a result of that uh, uh, decree by Cyrus, and we'll read that here in a second. So they went back, and this is part of what's in the book of Ezra. Uh, they, uh, and the book of Ezra starts with the, the, the decree by King Cyrus and then uh, talks about the completion of the temple. They at least get the temple completed. Uh, and then in 458 uh, is when Ezra comes from Babylon into uh, to Judah, and then in 445, Nehemiah comes in. Ezra, the book of Ezra talks about rebuilding the, the temple and some other things, and then uh, Nehemiah talks about building the, rebuilding the wall. Uh, these I will read because they were, and I do have a so what slide <laughs> that I, that I want, to, want to get to, and uh, it, because uh, I like that. Uh, the, uh, the decrees that these kings had, if you think about them from where they came from. So in Daniel 4, verses starting in verse 34. But at the end of that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High. I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion in it is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, but he, he does it according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, what have, have you done? Uh, well, 
skip down to 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are true and his ways just, and he's able to humble those who walk in pride. This is King Nebuchadnezzar, after all this, praising God. Now, I don't know what he did after this, but, um, you know, he, he definitely had a time of praising God. First, uh, in chapter 6 of Daniel, starting in verse 25. The Dar- uh, then Darius the king wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language who are living in the, all the land, may your peace abound. I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and enduring forever, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed, and his dominion will be forever. And he delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, uh, who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Uh, So this Daniel enjoyed success in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So these are very worldly kings, and they're, they're... Praising God. And then the last one, uh, which gets us started into uh, the, which I I guess I'll probably read from Ezra. Uh, I've got 2 Chronicles uh, 36, starting verse 23, but uh, the first first four verses. First four verses of Ezra. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up up the spirit of Cyrus, Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he sent the proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever there is among you of all your people, may, be, may his God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. Every survivor, at whatever place he may live, let the men of that place support him with silver and gold, with goods and cattle, together with a freewill offering for the house of, the God, house of God, which is in Jerusalem. So Cyrus says... You can go. And not only do you go, the people around you that you live with, they're going to give you stuff and you can take it with you. (laughs) Um, So it's not just God saying, okay, you can can go back. He's telling the, the, through Cyrus, decreeing uh, that those that live around you support the person going back with silver and gold, with goods and cattle, together with a free will offering. Later on, we'll, we'll see that as part of all that, Cyrus says, and use, basically, use my coffers, use my money to do this. So he's just, you know, the, the, the full tilt of these people to support God's people, all at God's uh, command, bidding. So the so what? Um, if you don't get anything out of all this tonight, there are two thoughts. God's in control. If you look at all of this and what he has said 
God's, uh, God's in control. So Jeremiah 27.5, which we had read earlier. I have made the earth, the men and the beasts, which are on the face of the earth, by my great, great power and my, might and my outstretched arm. And I will give it to the one who is pleasing in my sight. God's in control. And he's going to do what he's going to do. And we need to listen to see what it is he's going to do. <laughs> right? Um, we have to listen to this. Uh, they had prophets. They didn't listen. Jeremiah said that. You didn't listen. So here we go. Uh, so God's in control. And the other one is God does what he says. All the way through, and I know I spent 45 minutes reading Old Testament history scriptures. And that's my cue to get off stage, I guess. Um, <laughs> that in all of that, you see God deeply in control of what's going on. He's saying, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and you don't do this, and you don't listen. Uh, he, he does what he says. And he's in control of all of that, and he does what he says. And so we ought to listen and pay attention so that we don't end up suffering the same things that, that, that others might. Uh, again, listening through his, through his word. And that's... That's my, well, nothing, none of it's working tonight. But anyway, that's my get off the, sta- off the stage paper. And it's probably a good thing because it's 10 till. Um, so, as I said, we didn't touch Nehemiah tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll get there next week. But uh, I wanted to give, again, as I went through this, it was just, oh, this is really, okay, for an engineer to go look at history and go, this is really cool. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a little different. Uh, but I wanted to give you that background history of how did we get to the point where now Nehemiah is going to come back and they're going to start rebuilding the wall and all the other stuff that goes on in Nehemiah. So that's all I have. Thank you very much. Perhaps next week my slides will work. We'll see.